Blog Talk Radio. To, to be honest, I'm pumped, man, as as everybody should be. This is 20 years, one of the longest-running professional wrestling shows in the Mid-South. It's 20 years of blood, sweat, and tears um, that these young men and women, or men and women in general, have went out there and put their bodies on the line to entertain us fans and uh, one of those including the late, great uh, Johnny Hawk. Absolutely. And that is one thing. You know, you got to look back to come forward. And obviously, you know, Johnny Hawk, one of the memorable legends uh, from the past that uh, will, definitely be, will definitely be remembered uh, this Saturday night. Uh, what's up, uh, man? over here in the uh, comment section. But, yeah, definitely, you know, this past uh, Saturday night was a moment that, uh, you know, I, it was it was one thing that was definitely uh, special to be a part of this past Saturday night inside of the Valiant Arena. And, you know, the final stop before the anniversary 20, everybody could literally feel the tension everybody making sure everything uh, was moving forward. But, I mean, look at this anniversary 20 card we have coming up this Saturday night. You're talking about a monster small triple threat match for the ASWF championship. 
You're talking about a free fall match for the ASWF Evolution Championship, a steel cage match between the Titans of Violence and the Vincent Brothers. Uh, this uh, Saturday night, uh, body bag WF history. Uh, and then, of course, you have Asa Morda and CJ Jenkins. And, you know, just announced, I don't know if you remember watching this, Cody, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Excalibur kind of picked his brother out of infamous ink. And uh, obviously, Morgan Williams has not forgotten that. And uh, those two will now do battle this Saturday night at Anniversary 20. Oh, man. I mean, Michael, the atmosphere of the anniversary show is going to be positive for some. Like you said, Monsters Ball, everything going on, the free fall match, the steel cage match, the body bag match, uh, Asa and CJ, the one match that has been on a lot of people's minds, or if it was going to happen, it is going to be Excalibur versus Morgan. And, I mean, the thing is, is they say no one fights like a family. And so, out of that match, I expect it to be brutal. Absolutely. You know, they say nobody fights like you and your brother. And I can guarantee you, you know, talking to Morgan this past couple of weeks, he said, you know, I've had some fights with my brother in the past, you know, and we've always, you know, we've just not seen eye to eye in the past. And, you know, now this is just another occasion where I've got to go out there and uh, set my brother straight. And, you know, he even alluded, he said, you know, I whooped cancer. Uh, you know, this uh, could be just as tough a battle because it is brother. So, Definitely a little bit of mixed emotions from the side of Morgan Williams, but then when I talked to Edge Caliber this week, uh, I tell you, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, Edge Caliber just cold and callous about it. He says, you know what, I should have done it a long time ago, and, you know, it's time for me to finally make Morgan Williams literally put him out of the wrestling business. Oh, yes. it's And it's a sad story because, I mean, Morgan made his return not too long ago. And so it seems as if the uh, – it almost seems as if there's some jealousy or hostility uh, from Excalibur. I mean, we've seen the, the warm reception that Morgan got when he returned. Now, I mean – it was short-lived as we seen him, uh, you know, reveal that he was a member of Infamous Inc. But even then, uh, talking about things being short-lived, that was his run in Infamous Inc. as well. So this one, I expect that, uh, yeah, close to a month. And so now we're going to get to see all of that, I guess, built-up frustration, if you will. That's going to culminate into something... Oh, you're right about that. And you know, we mentioned, and let's go ahead and go back and talk about this. Obviously, Morgan Williams returning after his diagnosis with uh, cancer. 
Too kindly at all. I mean, it was one mishap, but as as Double J said last week, so he alluded to Morgan as the the weak link of the group. So I mean, you know, will we actually get to see Morgan get his redemption of uh, being referred to as the weak link? That's the thing, you know. You're right. Uh, the infamous one obviously referred to him as the weak link. And, you know, I asked uh, Morgan about that. He said, you know what, you guys can call me anything you want. Uh, you know, obviously, I've proven that, that I wasn't the weak link. I'm going to prove uh, Saturday night, April 6th, in the Valley Arena and Anniversary 20, that I was one man that could bring infamous ink down when I do it uh, Saturday night in the Valley Arena. And that's the thing, you know. Morgan Williams is now just completely fed up with everything up on the sink. It's one of those things, you know, obviously, like I said, he was drinking a little bit of the Kool-Aid, trusting his brother to guide him the right way when he first came back. And uh, his brother obviously guided him right into the arms of the one. Oh, man. I mean, this, like I said, it's going to be chaotic, Michael. I mean, no one... This could be, I mean, I see this going one of two ways. I either see this going out as a as a brotherly fight and one and it being done, or I could see this being a bloodbath because the thing about fighting as family members is it ain't over till one of them says it's over. Absolutely, and you know that's the thing. These two individuals, I, I'm not even sure that. Either of them are gonna want to stop fighting. You know, when it gets when it's a brother thing and it's a uh, it's a uh, you know a family feud, so to speak. These things get brutal. These things, you know, be prepared for these things, gentlemen, because this may very well be the most the most uh, brutal match of the night. You know, a lot of people say the cage match will be. A lot of people came to think that the uh, that the uh, monsters ball will be, and I mean these are all great uh, great picks. But you know when you look at it, I think on paper that this does this has the uh, opportunity for Absolutely, I mean, and again, you know, family—they're just 
they they there's possibilities men could kill each other. I mean, you know, just to prove who the better brother is. Exactly that, you know. Uh, obviously, obviously, Excalibur has the advantage with the uh, grappling. Morgan Williams is going to want to stay out of that, you know. Morgan Williams has been in a, a professional wrestling ring, uh, short of a match with Ray, uh, in quite some time. So that's the thing that Morgan, you know, Morgan wants to get that done quickly, I believe. And, you know, Excalibur, unfortunately, is going to try to, you know, he's going to try to get him in that ankle lock and possibly even snap the ankle of his own brother. That's the, you know, the tenacity that we could see, uh, could see this Saturday night from Excalibur is, you know, we could see him snap the ankle of his own brother with reckless amazing. Yeah. And I mean the thing is is it's almost sickening to to uh to see what's gonna happen uh when these two guys get in the ring and fight each other. Because like I said, it's it's gonna be brutal. It's brothers. What do you expect, you know? Absolutely. Well Cody, I, I mean I hazard to uh make a prediction but I tell you, you know, with the amount of time that Morgan Williams has been out, um, the emotion of fighting his brother, uh, all this adding up, you know, I hate to say it, but I, I just, you know, then you add infamous things on top of it. I just, I don't see Morgan Williams pulling at the victory in this. What say you? I mean, Here's the deal, man, is you're right. I mean, you got to think about how long Morgan was out of the game for. And while he was gone, Excalibur was – he was still going. And so I, I will give Excalibur the advantage. But the thing is, is Morgan also beat cancer. So if he can just find that same fight that – he found inside himself that he used to beat cancer with just that same fight and that courage that he had, then I don't think Excalibur would be able to stop him. And that's a very good point. You know, uh, Morgan may very well be able to use that and transition that into a victory. So let's go ahead and switch gears here. Uh, the Mistress of Mayhem, who, you know, we talked about it all year just about now, she had an amazing 2018, uh, you know, uh, pretty much dominated the Evolution Championship ranks for all of 2018, excuse me. And, you know, uh, obviously after losing the title, she's been through some peaks and valleys. But uh, this Saturday night, she takes on the undeniable CJ Jesus. And, you know, I tell you, you look at CJ. And there was a time when CJ walked in the building and, you know, you know, CJ in this matchup, we thought that was CJ. But here's the thing. This matchup has all of a sudden taken on a different feel to it. You know, uh, CJ Jenkins has to frustrate Ace of Morgan. Obviously, you know, Ace is still a dominant 
you know, talk to me about the change in the uh, undeniable CJ Jenkins. Well, I mean, here's the thing. the uh, CJ Jenkins, when he came back, he came back with a chip on his shoulder. He was going to be a Hall of Fame class of uh, 2019 competitor. And, I mean, he was taking on Hall of Famers, getting victories over them. I mean, and the thing is, is when it seems like when C.J. Jenkins made his return not too long ago, he came back with a huge chip on his shoulder. But let's not discredit the Mistress of Mayhem, Asa Morta, either, Michael. Ever since she's lost her mask, she's taken on a whole darker, more sadistic side of herself. And that's absolutely true, you know. Uh, I'm the head of comics here in the section, so since name is no longer C.J. Jenkins, the torn swaggle, uh, obviously poking some fun at the eyes, the ministers, the thing. You know, uh, we mentioned C.J. Jenkins, and, you know, I think the turn really happened against Ray Ray. Uh, obviously, you know, a losing effort, but, I mean, this is a guy who, in the early part of this year, you know, in the first couple months of this year, truly believed that he was going to, you know, find his way into the 2019 Hall of Fame class. And, uh, you know, he, his focus and his drive since that early part of the year when he changed his focus, it's been, it's been crazy to see this change in CJ. And like I said, it's the competitive match with Ray, all all the more impressive now that we see, you know, what's going on with the uh, what's going on with the Mistress of Mayhem. I mean, uh, and the thing is, is the Mistress of Mayhem, she hasn't really had a a, a, a great 2019 start. So that's where CJ has to worry. Is not only did he come back with the chip on his shoulder. He's going up against an opponent who definitely has a chip on their shoulder. Wants uh, some quote-unquote, I guess you would say, redemption of her own. Well, I mean, I completely agree with that. You know, you look at Asa Morton, you hit the nail on the head. Asa Morton loses the the match at ASWF Heartbreak uh, and not winning the uh, Evolution Championship back in the I Quit match. And, uh, you know, ever since then, she has just, it's almost like losing the mask caused her to reevaluate her career to that point and not being able to uh, regain that ASWF Evolution Championship. And, you know, uh, obviously, Steve-O says, Asa is a mean woman. She punches and fights people. Uh, I mean, Steve-O, I think we've all known that Asa is willing to uh, do anything it takes to... Uh, I mean, we've seen it before, too. I mean, she'll do anything and everything it takes to get the job done. She'll scratch, she'll claw, but that just shows the fighting spirit she has. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that's the thing, you know, like you said, these two have uh, kind of had two opposite beginnings to 2019 with C.J. Jenkins coming into 2019. A little bit, um, a little bit on the downswing. 
and uh, obviously Ace Morta, you know, even though she lost the Evolution title, she came out, you know, like she was fired out of a cannon. And now to watch how the proverbial tables have turned just, you know, a couple days before Anniversary 20, I, I believe that whoever wins this matchup could very well end up, uh, could very well end up, you know, putting themselves in line for an Evolution title matchup uh, in the future, and in line for an ASWF championship match in the future, should they choose to go that route. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, Steve-O in the comments section here, and, you know, whoever wins that matchup, the Monsters Ball is definitely going to have to keep their eyes open as well. Oh, absolutely, because Asa Morta, she's nobody to take lightly uh, at all. We've seen her just go right through the competition, and she's taken on all comers. And, I mean, there's been a few times where she stood toe-to-toe with with a big guy, Steve-O, and there's been times we thought that she had actually – she had a chance, like that she was going to beat him. She's nobody that you should not take seriously. Uh, but I mean, uh, th- then again, words getting put in my mouth. But I mean, I'm just a fan, so I mean, you can't. Don't get me any in any kind of trouble. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, we definitely don't want to uh, disparage the mistress of mayhem, either you or I, because uh, I know I don't want them problems in my life. I'm just saying. Uh, definitely uh, the type of stuff that you know scares you oh absolutely I mean if you've got her coming after you then you might as well just uh, have like your eyes in the back of your head and looking over both shoulders my man because because uh, like I said she's nobody to Take lightly, that's for sure. Well, I would definitely agree with that statement. Uh, one thing, you know, go ahead and, you know, prediction time. We're getting down to it. Uh, go ahead and give me your prediction. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that, honestly, I think that somehow, some way, the undeniable C.J. Jenkins is going to pull off this victory, and uh, the mistress will uh, – the mistress will fall to undeniable. I, uh, you know, I'm going to have to disagree. The mistress, I think she understands that right now 
She's she needs this victory more than ever. She understands it. She needs redemption of some sorts to if she's going to be if she's going to even try to get back into a title picture. And so, I mean, I've got to disagree with you. Um, she understands that she has the edge, and nobody is better than anyone that has nothing to lose either. Well, and I mean, that's the thing, you know, <clears throat> we're talking about this, but uh, I think you're forgetting something. One of the main points we talked about, Bray, so one of the key cons in that 2018 uh, run she has and just demolishing everybody was the fact that she uh, was the fact that she was able to, uh, you know, keep and maintain a level of Cataclysm's head is uh, any way uh, safe for anybody mentally or physically. Uh, but I mean, the thing is, is we have seen Cataclysm in a state of mind that we, I don't think we've ever seen them in. We've never seen the mind games uh, and tables turned on them like we have. So, I mean, Michael, this is going to be something completely different, I guess you would say, uh, a whole new side of them we haven't seen before. And you're right about that. You know, it's one of those things that, uh, unfortunately, we see uh, many, many times, you know. Uh, obviously, we see that the, uh, that the proverbial what you would expect to be an advantage becomes a disadvantage. And that's uh, what makes this uh, matchup all the more interesting is the fact that we could uh, see a problem uh, come up with the uh, with the Aztec warrior uh, being 
Oh, man, and I can't agree more. I mean, the thing is, is to understand chaos, you almost have to uh, to get inside the mind of it to to truly survive it. And I mean, I really do not think uh, El Ray knows what he's getting himself into, especially trying to get in the head of uh, the psychotic savior. Hey, you're right about that. You know, in a lot of aspects, the psychotic savior is, you know, in uncharted territory itself. Uh, you know, nobody's ever been able to play my game the psychotic savior. So how much does that play into your mind if you are cataclysm? Um. It's going to play a lot into – it's got to play a lot into your mind because, I mean, the thing is, is somebody – you know, chaos, that is the comfort zone of cataclysm, no doubt about it. So for – Michael? Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're kind of breaking up a little bit, but you're good. Sorry about that. Um, I mean, we're going to, like, the thing is for, uh, is it's, it's scary. It's almost frightening because, like, cataclysm chaos is his comfort zone. I mean... So to take somebody out of their comfort zone, Michael, is that's enough to scare anybody anyway. And so now you've got to take, but that's how you that's how you pull off a victory against a guy like Cataclysm. I would think is to take them out of their comfort zone, or at least show them that you are comfortable enough to get inside uh, the chaos yourself. You know. And you're right. You know. Uh...
in regards to Don and Halloween Resurrection will happen to Elric. He'll lose. He, uh, he'll be put in the body bag and come back a different man, born five. And, you know, uh, he makes a good point. You know, ever since Curtis Don, the uh, win that casket at Halloween Resurrection, kind of turned his career around a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, the thing is, is uh, I could agree, but, I mean, I've got, I mean, that's all I've really got to say on that. I mean, it's certainly an interesting uh, way to think there, Aaron. Uh, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, you bet you may, may very well make a good point. The thing is here with uh, Elray, Elray, I believe, is walking off a very, very fine line with the psychotic savior, a very scary place to be in. I, I would not want to be Elray right now. Uh, Elray is you know, 48 hours away from what would be his ultimate demise. You know, you go in that body bag and there's no guarantee. You know, Curtis Dodd almost like a freak of nature, but there's, there's no guarantee. No normal person goes inside of a body bag and comes out behind even better in some aspects. I don't, I, I mean, Cody, do you think you could uh, come out of a, being sealed inside of a body bag and, uh, you know, just brush it off. Um, I mean, the thing is, is going into a body bag match, you're not going to come out the same. It's it's similar rules of a casket match. Is uh, um, uh, I mean, the object is to basically seal the deal at the end of it, if you will. Uh, and Pawn definitely intended on that. Is uh, you've got to think, you've got to go in there with the intention to hurt your opponent and turn around and come out with the uh with the victory but you have to incapacitate your opponent long enough to get them inside that body bag and seal it and the bell to get rang and i mean the thing is is uh saying it it's a lot easier or it's much easier said than done and you're right about that, you know, uh, Aaron kind of, I'm not saying he wants to lose by any means, but that at the end of the day, since the pain uh, in that body bag could do something for his psyche. And that is, you know, we have seen people react in previous matchups, especially basket matchups, things like that, where, you know, just seeing it motivates you to the point that, uh, that, you know, you're able to overcome it and it's able to get that adrenaline pump and then you're able to, uh, able to, uh, you know, do things that are beyond your normal capabilities. Uh, Sarah says no normal person faces anyone to deny and comes back home. Uh, no, we've seen it time and time again. The Manai, they are no group to to uh, mess with. They are forced to be reckoned with. But it seems as of late we've seen, I wouldn't say like an implosion, but we have definitely seen every member of the Manai in a state that we've never seen them in. We've got Will Cage, who's currently injured, unfortunately. Uh, knock on wood, 
speedy recovery and, uh, and just in general, we've got Asa Morta who has seemed to, I guess you would say, since she's lost her mask, she's lost a piece of herself. And then we've got Cataclysm in a, in a state of mind that he's never been in. We've seen it's almost as if every member of the Manias had their pride ripped away from them. And it's always said uh, that pride comes before the fall. So now that the, their pride's being ripped away, I mean, could we see the fall of uh, the fall of the Manai through all of this? Well, that's a very interesting point. You make a very interesting case there, uh, Cody. Uh, the fact that uh, the Manai uh, has really if anybody in the ASWF has hit the wall, so to speak, in 2019, it's been the Manai. Think about this. Uh, obviously, at the highest point you could be, starting 2019, uh, Will Cage becomes the ASWF champion. You have uh, Asa Morda going to try to regain her evolution title. And uh, then you have... Then you have uh, Cataclysm as one half of the tag team champion. I mean, then you have, unfortunately, the unhinged Will Cage go down with an injury. And, you know, obviously, Steve-O uh, in the comments section here said he got messed up and stepped in the ring uh, with the juggernaut of pain, talking about himself. Uh, and we're going to get Steve-O here when we talk about the main event and, you know, his obsession with the AS. no clue to I mean 2019 started out great and then it seems within like the last month month and a half almost maybe two it's all just kind of went downhill from here for the Manai so I mean it was a great start but at the same time or on the other end of the token it's like they had a great start but now they're kind of Facing some adversity uh, in life and in uh, and in wrestling. And you're absolutely right uh, about that. You know, you look at you look at the stuff that they're facing, and like you said, life and wrestling, and it's a two-parter. So uh, you know, cataclysm has this cataclysm has this book of the nine that he has to. Think of it this way. 
they they're, they're going to have to rely on their instinct. The last time we've legitimately seen them with their back against the wall was at Fight for Freedom last year. And I mean, that match, it ended in a draw. So, I mean, but the thing was, at that time, that was the last time we had seen the Manai in general as a group with their back against the wall. And uh, it seems like ever since then, they've each had their own individual uh, problems and worries. So, I mean, the thing is, is each of them, I have a feeling, even though they are a strong group in general, they're going to have to find that part of themselves that they once were if they want to be the the most dominant group in ASWF. You're right about that. Well, Cody, uh, in prediction time once again, uh, who do you see winning the body bag match and why? Well, I mean, right now, as it stands, and I mean, I've got a lot of respect for both men because they put their bodies on the line for for the entertainment of others, and I've got to go with El Ray winning this match. Uh, yes, and my reasoning behind it is simple. He's gotten into the mind of cataclysm so much that, I mean, here's the deal. When people get angry or frustrated, they tend to make mistakes because they make, uh, I wouldn't say irrational decisions, but what they do make is uh, they make mistakes because they act too quickly and not think about the outcome. And, I mean, the thing is, is we've got cataclysm that's, Almost just like it seems as if he's been broken uh, mentally. And, you know, I mean, here's the deal. It started out. Cataclysm uh, owed El Rey a favor, cashed in that favor. And then once it once all the glory came, it, it seems as if El Rey let it get to his head and it seems as if now he's used what's gotten into his head to get into uh, Cataclysm's head. It's uh, so. I would agree with you, but here's that just about where, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, we disagree. I think that Cataclysm is going to find a way to win this matchup. I think Cataclysm is going to be able to write uh, the right the ship here, so to speak, for the Manai. Obviously, uh, we have some fans that are kind of split. Steve-O actually uh, said that El Rey is going to win this match, too. But, uh, you know, we have some fans that are split. You know, some of them are picking El Rey, some of them are picking Cataclysm. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to say Cataclysm. I think that Cataclysm is going to get the job done from a uh, mental aspect. I think that... Uh, We'll see the return of Cataclysm beating guys before they even step in the ring with them. Think about this. You know, we haven't really seen what I'm going to refer to as the old Cataclysm, the psychotic savior. And I'd almost venture to say this about this time last year when he lost the ASWF championship. And 
and and that's what I'm saying, Michael. Is uh, is early or what I said earlier is it's like in order for the Manai to to remain the most dominant group on the ASWF roster, they're going to have to go back and reevaluate who they are. Because, like I said, it's almost like an identity crisis. Asa Morta loses her mask. Uh, it, we see a different side of her, and it's frightening. But she's going to have to find herself, find it in herself to pull out a victory over C.J. Jenkins. Same thing with, with the psychotic savior. It's like ever, it's almost like ever since maybe last year, uh's anniversary show we've kind of seen cataclysm stray away from his true self and uh so now we've got to see him try to get his identity back will cage i mean you know the kid loves to fight but he can't fight because of an injury and so it's like he lost a part of himself as well you're absolutely right about that but like I was saying, you know, you go back and watch the video that Cataclysm dropped uh, earlier this week. And that was the first time that I truly, I remember Cataclysm used to appear on ASWF Aftermath. And I still, I still remember, and it's almost been about a year, but I still remember you had light bulbs popping in your house. That's the kind of, that's, that's the psychotic state. I kind of felt Absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, is the Manai, they, they've got this book and they speak their messages. And I mean, it's almost like a sacred text. And uh, well, with that being such a sacred. Will Cage. You heard the unhinged Will Cage last night. He said that's exactly what it is. Yeah, a, a sacred text. And so this is definitely going to be something that we. That if somebody gets a hold of that, it's like hitting a gold mine. Absolutely. I mean, you control the book of Manai, and you may very well control the Manai, and that's something we have to uh, keep our eye out for. But, uh, Cody, we're about 10 minutes before the break here. I want to go ahead and start and jump into the ASWF Tag Team Championship match. Uh, it's going to be a steel cage match. 
with the Titans, but on the other end of the token, I want to go with the Vincent brothers, because these guys have been kind of on a hot streak lately, and the thing is, is the Titans, they've been using this championship advantage for quite some time now, so now we get to see where this match, pretty much champion's advantage is gone. Uh, you know, you can't get, there is no disqualification, there is no no count out uh, so I mean, you know, it's it's definitely going to be something different. That's for sure. Well, and here's the thing: we talked with Justin earlier in the week, and I think the key is going to be who can get the most, uh, who can get down in the dirt, who's willing to sacrifice, who's willing to bleed inside of that steel cage, who's willing to take the pain inside of that steel cage match. Uh, to, in my opinion, uh, if you listen to Justin. I believe that that is where uh, they have the advantage. You know, I believe that they have a great game plan heading into this matchup. The question is, you know, the old saying goes, everybody's got a great game plan until they get punched in the mouth. you got to remember, as much as I love the Benson brothers and I want to see them finally uh, reign victorious and become ASWF Tag Team Champions, you have to remember one thing. These guys are stepping into a cage, a locked steel cage. Not only meant to keep the Vincent inside of the steel cage, but also meant to keep the Vincent brothers inside of that steel cage. The question is, you know, can the Vincent deal with what the types of fights are going to put them through? I mean, and here here's where that that comes from is the Vincents. They've got to understand that yeah, they've got the advantage now, or the championship advantage is gone. But they're also locked inside the cage with the Titans of Violence. Uh, both of these men, like just one of them, is twice the is about the size of both the Vincents put together. Because they are that. They are Titans. And so the Vincents are going to have to find a way to slay the Titans. Think of it like this. Them being in a cage match against the Titan is almost like the Roman Coliseum days. And, I mean, so, I mean, to see them go in, they're going to have to treat it as such. Like, they're going into battle. Like, they're locked in a Coliseum. I mean... The most recent uh, uh, way I could allude to this is uh, Thor Ragnarok, the scene with Thor and the Hulk. Uh, you know, that's exactly what it's going to be like. Is you know, two Hulks and a couple, and a couple. I guess you would say Avengers, if you will, uh, uh, the smaller ones. So I mean, that's how I have to look at it. And so they're going to have to go in there with a game plan of their own 
if they're going to want to pull out the W against the Titans, that's for sure. But they are going to, they are my pick. Um, you know, I want to, I would, I would like to see them, uh, win tag team gold. They've been chasing after it since they've debuted. So, I mean, what better way to see them capture that tag team gold than at the ASWF anniversary show? Well, I definitely agree that it would be a feel-good story. It would be a moment uh, in the anniversary show's history, you know, right there at the 20th anniversary to become ASWF tag team champion. And, you know, even Aaron says it's a bit some time. If not now, then maybe it's just not meant to be. And, you know, that's starting to become, uh, you know, the – that's starting to become a little bit of the thought of the uh, fan base, you know. Maybe, you know, as much as they love the victims, maybe it's just not going to happen. And, you know, even myself, honestly, I'm going to be honest. I mean – they got they got themselves locked inside of a steel cage. But I mean, once again, just like we said, you know, Asa Morton looking across the ring from her. Looking across the ring from the Titans of Violence, let's be honest here, Cody, that's the kind of thing nightmares are made of. You have nowhere to go or oh. nowhere to run yourself. Oh yeah. And that's the thing, is that, I mean if you've got nowhere to go the only way to go is out and so i mean michael we could we could see another we could see another casualty of war inside a cage match or we could also see the biggest upset in aswf history and let's be honest, you know, that would definitely be what we would have to label this. This would have to be considered one of, if not the biggest, upset in ASWF's 20-year uh, history at this point. Uh, you know, for the Vincent brothers to step inside of that cage this Saturday night at the Wagner Arena, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas, and to be able to walk out of it with the ASWF tag team titles. Uh, we're going to go ahead and throw it to predictions. we got about four minutes left. Uh, are you going to take uh, the Vincent and the uh, new tag team champions, Cody? Oh, Michael. Yeah, I got to I gotta go with it because I love seeing uh, – I love the underdog story. I always love seeing the underdogs win. I mean, and at the same time, this is, like I said, this is kind of like – if the Avengers were going up against, uh, I guess you would say the Hulks, it's almost like, uh, in recent terms, it'd be like the the Avengers and uh, Thanos, if you will. So I mean, to see uh, to see the Vincent brothers pull a victory off like that, it would definitely be a uh, it would be the shock of the year, and I mean, it would be one of the great biggest feel good moments. In uh, in the company history. You're right about that, uh, Cody. I mean, my heart. I'll be honest. My heart says the Vincent brothers, uh, but my mind. 
I got to go with my brain. And I've got to say that the Titans of Highlands will continue to be your ASWF Tag Team Champions. I, I just... They, they find a way somehow, some way, every time to be able to walk out with the Tag Team Championship. Now, uh, you're talking about releasing any sort of rules, minus the fact that, you know, they're stuck inside of the cage. Uh, you're talking about releasing any rules. You're talking about allowing the Vincent to be as barbaric, or excuse me, the Titan to be as barbaric as destructive as you know just dominant as they want to be and I believe that may just be much for the uh, Vincent Brothers to overcome I mean like uh, here's the thing there's it's going to be a war there is uh, there's no doubt about about it that there's going to be a war inside the cage and the thing is is it's almost like trench warfare no one nowhere to go but out uh so so i mean like i said the vincents are gonna have to find almost the deepest darkest side of themselves uh possible in order to win this war well, ladies and gentlemen, we're right up against the 8 o'clock hour. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and give away two free tickets to ASWF Anniversary 20. Uh, we ask that you stick through with the break. Uh, the first person to answer my question in the comments section will win two free tickets to ASWF Anniversary 2201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, with more ASWF Aftermath after this. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Are you looking for the best deals for your vaping needs and accessories? Then check out the guys at Subohm Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at Subohm Vapors, located at 6929 JFK Boulevard, Suite C in North Little Rock, Arkansas, want to see you. Join them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but more importantly, visit the store or call 501-392-6487. Subohm Vapors. Vape it like you built it.
Yes, sir, Michael. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, you like free stuff, don't you? I mean, come on. Look, you guys, you're getting a steal, man. Uh, so, I mean, Michael, hit them with that question, and let's see if they answer this question right, my good man. We've seen them answer it right before. Can lightning strike twice? Absolutely, Cody. Well, I mean, I know you being a super fan, you're going to know this right off the bat. But I asked the fans this question. 2019 ASWF Hall of Famer won his ASWF championship at the end of the anniversary show uh, last year. Who won But I mean, I've been, I'm in, I'm in cahoots with them anyway. So I get the uh, lovely discounted pricing for for my ticket of a uh, five dollars, unfortunately. <laughs> so <laughs> it's at a zero percent discount. But I mean, for all the action that AS in ASWF, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the tickets, I mean, they're free, and if you don't win. It's only five bucks, and you're getting more than your money's worth for the hard-hitting action, especially the matches lined up at the anniversary show. I mean, you don't want to miss it. I mean, bring your family and friends from out of town. You got them from Arizona? Hey, call them in. They want to see this show. I mean, you know, I mean, husband, I mean, gentlemen, if you've got a... Absolutely. Gentlemen, if you've got a wife who's not into wrestling, hey, it's only $5 to bring your girlfriend. Just leave the wife at home and it's all good. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we want any other wives up the back of the arena this Saturday night, but we do have a winner, Cody. Uh, Miss Amanda, you were able to guess the, the uh, answer. Uh, good job. Go ahead and message the ASWF Facebook page. Uh, Go ahead and message the ASWF Facebook page and uh, with the name and address, and you're going to the anniversary show for each other. Yeah, boy. Absolutely. Uh, definitely. I'm sure uh, that Amanda is excited to uh, to know that she is headed to the anniversary show free of charge. I mean, hey. Who wouldn't be hard-hitting action? It's a show you don't want to miss. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep things rolling here with our next contest. And, uh, you know, 
pretty sure this is one of the most uh, talked about matchups. Uh, we've seen, you know, most recently a winner of this matchup, Cash In, has become the Evolution Champion. We've uh, seen a lot of different things happen. Uh, we've seen a lot of different things happen with this, but uh, the Golden Ticket Battle Royal. And, you know, this thing always unpredictable because literally, as long as you don't hold the championship in the ASWF, you could be in this thing. And we said it many times, the golden ticket is literally like a title belt sitting in your hand. I, I mean, it's, it's about as guaranteed as it gets. Am I wrong, Cody? I mean, we've... The golden ticket was how the man walking out of the anniversary of last year became champion was casting in that golden ticket. I mean, come on now. I mean, that thing is lightning in the bottle, and you just crack that thing open, and it starts flashing. I mean, that is a guarantee, or that is uh, the most recent unsuccessful cash in we've seen was uh, and Will Cage cashed in for the tag team titles. Other than that, the last two that we've seen most recently, El Ray cashing in with Cataclysm for a tag. Same night he won, cashed. In. So this is almost like a guaranteed victory. You're right about that. Cody, I'm not sure if you're uh, moving around a little bit, but you're starting to break up again. Uh, definitely, I mean, as you alluded to there in your – we talked earlier about how that thing turned out. Elrain uh, and Cataclysm did become tag team champions, but, you know, uh, some people may, you know, Cataclysm at this point may consider the golden ticket just like Neverin may a curse. Uh, but definitely everybody wants to get their hands on that golden ticket because just like you mentioned, uh, Anniversary 19 ended with a fame cashing in the golden ticket and becoming the ASWF champion. Uh, you know, any predictions for uh, the golden ticket uh, battle rule here? Michael, these kinds of matches are hard to predict. Uh, I can't make the prediction just offhand. And and this is just, I mean, you never know who's going to be in these matches. We've seen returns in these matches. We've seen wild cards in these matches. So, I mean, to make a prediction is almost, it's definitely taking a big gamble, Michael, if I do say so myself. You're right about that. I mean, I... I definitely, I'm just going to throw a name out there. Uh, it's a name I believe would be a, uh, a favorite. <clears throat> it's kind of funny, Aaron. I just saw your comments, and Aaron said if he's in an insane shame wins golden ticket for him to the thing. I, I mean, I, I just think that thing has been on the precipice of uh, being the ASWF champion. Wouldn't it be something? Oh man, it would be. Should Insane Shane win the golden ticket and 
only leaves one title to go after unless he comes to Oh, absolutely, man. He could, I mean, if he was to cash that bad boy in, I mean, here's the deal. He could, all we know, man, he could sit there, lose that free fall match, and turn around and cash it in on that, on whoever wins it. I mean, you know, and that could have been, that's something that we don't see a lot of. And I mean, I mean, if you're smart, that is that is when if anybody in that free fall match won that golden ticket battle royal, that is when I would strike. Another one you could look at. Think about this: the Vincent brothers win the cage match and become tag team top champion. Maybe one of them decide to uh, walk out of anniversary twenty, the champ champ, uh, and hold two ace of the championships. I mean. Crazier things have happened, or you never know. Uh, somebody like Devo could become the ASWF, uh, could lose the Monsters Ball match, and be, you know, so consumed with that title and immediately cash in his golden ticket opportunity to become the ASWF champion. I mean, just so many different scenarios with this golden ticket briefcase that it's literally an to think about. Uh, no pun intended towards I mean, yeah, and this is definitely uh, one I would refer to as a wild card match because it's anybody's ball game, man. Um, but right I mean, Look at what so I, I can't. Yes, it it's pretty much a career altering. Uh, I guess you would say the golden ticket is kind of like a championship in a sense. It's very career altering, Michael. You're right about that, Cody. I mean, it is a career is a game changer, and uh, you know, uh, think about it. You know, Mark last year uh, lost Anthony earlier in the night, but what do we all remember? We remember the fact that Mark Wolf walked out of anniversary 19, the two That's what the uh, Golden Ticket can do uh, for. That's what the Golden Ticket can do for anybody inside of the ASWF. Like you said, you know, there's a return. We just, you know, as long as you're not a current champion inside of the ASWF, or you may be a current single champion.
I mean, uh, Michael, we have seen we have seen these men, all four of these men, go through hell and back for almost the last eight months. Uh, I mean, think of it this way: it almost with Ray and Shane, this has been a feud over uh, over the course of a year that has happened. We've seen D Mike, one of his most prominent moments was uh when he made his debut against Josh Cross. I mean, all of these men have fought each other at one time or another and have taken each other to hell and back. And I mean the thing is is look at it this way. D Mike has faced all four of these men and then some and conquered them in a gauntlet match just weeks ago. So I mean, you know, there's so much history and and animosity in this match. So now you've got to think, hey, add the Evolution Championship to it. Man, it is it just makes it that much more uh tense. And you're all right about that, you know, uh, the the excitement gets uh, cranked up a bunch of times as if it needed to. You know, we've seen these four individuals specifically at each other's throat for the past year. All you got to do is go back 365 days to the final aftermath before anniversary 19. Who were we talking about in a ladder match for the Evolution Championship 365 days ago? Cody, do you remember? It was insane chain. And Ray Ray, and I believe for a brief time, and it was also Josh Cross. You're right about that. Josh Cross managed to uh, angle his way in there. This was when uh, Ray and Josh were actually, uh, unfortunately, getting along and uh, raining out in the ASW. But you see Aaron going to go ahead and throw out his prediction. He's not shy. He says he might walk away with the Evolution title. Obviously, I'm not ready to make a prediction yet, but, uh, you know, one year ago, Ray walks out with the Evolution Championship. Uh, Josh went to that matchup. He goes forward a ways. He goes forward all the way to uh, the Penitentiary of Pain. All four combatants that are going at this Saturday night in the penitentiary of pain. It's a little while longer. Last man standing match. The original misfit Josh Cross took on Ray Ray. As well as we had D-Mike versus Shane Shane in a two out of three falls matchup. And, you know, things just keep going from there all the way up into the moment right now. 48 hours before what will be the biggest matchup of D-Mike's career. And, you know, I, I say that because D-Mike's a young man, but let's be honest here. You know, this thought just occurred to me. This is the biggest matchup. This is a career-defining matchup. This is the biggest moment in every single one of these guys' careers. Absolutely, and the game changer is completely career-defining, Michael, if you will. Um, so, I mean, you know, whoever wins this match, I mean, they gotta—they're living to tell about it, my man. You're right about that. I mean, that's the thing with this matchup. Uh, you know, uh, 
literally almost a year in the making. Uh, you know, you break this down. Obviously, we saw. We we never know when the suicide king is going to show up. We know that Cross is willing to literally put everything on the line. Uh, you know, insane Shane. You know, you're going to get there. That guy's just going to come in there and try to kick his head off. And then you got D-Mike. The most athletic, if I do say something, the most athletic individual inside of this competition. Uh, you know, and he's even taking it up a notch, you know, since he's uh, become uh, the protege of Mr. Bad Brad. Uh, you know, Brad has since, you know, started trying to lend him some advice and things like that. And let's be honest, you know, since that association, and I think Cody, you'll agree with me, been a I mean, there's only one way to go up from here, or one way to go from here, and that is up, and that's what D-Mike's going to have to do in, in order to become Evolution Champion. You're absolutely right. I mean, or, you know, unfortunately, in some cases, uh, four other guys, or excuse me, three other guys are going to find their way falling to the canvas. I mean, this is this is definitely it's a uh, it's a game changer, and uh, I mean, it's always said those who win wars write history. So, I mean, Michael, this is I mean, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. You know, this is going to be history making for sure. I mean, and we're going to go down this uh, one by one here. We're going to go take each competitor, and, uh, you know, I'm going to give you my opinion, and I'm going to get, and I want you to give me yours. Uh, what would it mean to the career of Josh Cross to walk out with the ASWF Evolution title? Personally, I think Josh Cross would. I think that Josh Cross has decided some battle for him to uh, to touch up to Ray Ray's and Suicide King. I, I think inside there's such a competition that they that they want to you know, be able to one-up each other. And I think that's what it comes down to for Josh Cross. What about you, Cody? I mean, Josh Cross, I mean, he's he definitely has the advantage. And the thing is, is just one of those kicks could knock you out. Michael, you have, you've been on the receiving end of one of Josh Cross's kicks. So you would know, I mean, like if he can hit one of those devastating kicks on. I'm still trying to regain the feeling in my appendages and I catch my breath. So, I mean, if he can hit that on all four of his opponents, I mean, he's, he's set, you know. Uh, so, I mean, that's the thing is Josh Cross, he's got that, that power and that, that brute force. Now, obviously, uh, I want to take it, uh, insane Shane, uh, become, could become the, uh, two-time ASWS Evolution Champion. What uh, do you believe, career? I believe, honestly, that it could put him on the fast track to, uh, being put in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, I 
Yeah, man. It uh I mean and the thing is is it's one of those things where I mean it's such a like a game changer and a career changer. Uh so going into that you almost have to just go in there with the with the utmost amount of confidence to uh so I mean coming out of it or is uh to come out of it as a champion per se is definitely going to be uh something that one could hope any contestant wants. So I mean uh for sure it's gonna they're gonna have to change the game and alter a game plan around all their opponents. I mean you've got Josh that's a brute in his own self. You've got Ray Ray that you're just gonna have to kill him to keep him down. And then you've got D Mike who's got the like the heart of a lion and a warrior. So you're you've got I mean, the one thing that you're gonna need in your side in this match is almost just uh inhuman resiliency. I would completely agree with that. So uh next up uh, you gotta ask about Ray Ray. Ray Ray obviously already accomplished it all when it comes to the ASWF two-time ASWF Hall of Famer, uh, only the second-ever Grand Slam champion in ASWF history. And, you know, now uh, I remember a conversation with uh, Ray Ray. I sat down and I said, Ray, you literally, you've done it all in front of the uh, ASWF. What's left? And he looked at me and he said, you know what? I want to now be the first person to ever complete the uh, Grand Slam backwards. So uh, something to keep your eye on, you know, uh, obviously this would be the first uh, stepping stone to accomplishing that. Uh, definitely, you know, a guy that's goal-driven, uh, and I believe that it would just be another accolade in the uh, Hall of Fame career of Raven. Oh, yeah, and I mean, the thing is, is I mean – Nobody has ever been a two-time Grand Slam champion. So, I mean, that is definitely a uh, – it's career-changing in itself. I mean, to be a Grand Slam champion is one thing, but to become a two-time Grand Slam champion, that just kind of shows that even your first time wasn't just a fluke, uh, in my opinion. So, I mean, to do it again is one of those – it's definitely bragging rights because it's one of those situations where – Somebody tells you, hey, I bet you can't do it again. And so you've got to look at it that way, like, oh, well, I bet I can. I mean, I would agree with that statement. And, of course, uh, a guy who a lot of people have labeled the underdog. Steve uh, I believe uh, this is like uh, we saw Brad uh, post on his uh, – Post on Facebook earlier this week. I believe this is validation for D Mike. I believe this is the uh, welcome to ASWF moment. Should you become the ASWF Evolution Champion? I believe that uh, it's a career defining moment. Uh, I believe it is one of the most important moments inside of D Mike's young career. Uh, obviously, he's already won a title. And outside of the ASWF becoming the AWO champion for him, that's 
and not the devil's level. And it will certainly be something that, you know, a devil covenant should be one. What do you believe it would mean uh, for the career of Devon when you walk out with the evolution I mean, it could, I mean, it just solidifies his career even more in a sense, Michael. You got to think, I mean, he's going, I mean, he comes out with that. I'm going to need you to talk into your microphone and unmute your phone. I'm assuming that's what what he did, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, you know, uh, while we're waiting for uh, my co-host to, uh, while we're waiting for my co-host to uh, get everything sorted out, I, uh, give me one moment. I apologize once again, technical difficulties. Uh, Aaron, I see your comment there. You said Ray Ray is certainly uh, capable, uh, but implementing is coming for him more so than D might, uh, especially once he turns it down. That's certainly something we all hope happens inside of the uh, inside of the Valiant Arena. Hopefully, you know we can put an end to that nightmare uh, scenario this Saturday night. Uh, and Ray can, you know, be Ray Ray and. You know, uh, do a little finger gesture and stuff in his uh, general direction and let me know once and for all, uh, once and for all exactly how he feels about him from the thing. But uh, I believe Cody's back with us. Cody, are you back? Uh, yes, Michael. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you. Go ahead and continue. I believe you were uh, speaking about D-Mike and what it would mean for uh, your career. I mean, the Evolution Championship, it it's almost a stepping stone, if you will. It's it's kind of, it's shot people's careers up uh, almost. It's almost like it's like, hey, man, you win this, and there's only one way to go from here, and that's up. And, I mean, we've seen it multiple times. I mean, we've seen what it's done for the careers of, of uh, Asa Morta. We've seen what it's done for... For Excalibur, it's almost like it's gay, uh, like a new badge of confidence, if you will. And so, uh, to become the ASWF Evolution Champion, it's—I mean, you know—it's a big deal. You know, there's no doubt about it in my mind. Uh, and D. Mike, he's coming in there as the definite underdog. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, he's the underdog, and uh, for him to, he's got to go in here with the idea that he's got to show his worth to the company, but he's also got, he's also has to solidify his worth uh, to the ASWF as a company and as the fans and amongst his, I guess you would say, colleagues, if you will. You're right about that. Uh, one thing that, uh, you know, I definitely have to get, obviously, this is the final aftermath before uh, before anniversary 20. One thing I have to get is uh, your prediction. Who uh, is going to walk out of the Valiant Arena with the uh, 
Michael, I'm I mean the odds on favorite man, uh and it's he's definitely the favorite in my view is uh is D Mike. I mean, he's kind of came into this he's gotta come into this match with a chip on his shoulder and we've seen him outlast some of the best the ASWF has to offer just a few weeks back. So I've got to give him the advantage there. He has beaten all of these men. So, I mean, to to say he's done it again, you know, that would definitely be a uh, this is not a fluke matter, if you will. I would completely agree with that. Uh, you know, but I think you got the prediction wrong. Um, he's on a whirlwind momentum. Uh, D-Mike has been very impressive. Um, I will say this much. Uh, D-Mike has um, always been able to turn it up with the lights turned on brightest. Um, but he's in there with three former Evolution champions, two members of Infamous Inc., uh, two ASWF Hall of Famers. I believe that D-Mike belongs in this matchup. I believe that he might the chance to uh, pull this off. But when I break it down, I'm going to say that I think Insane Shane will walk out with his second ASWF Evolution Championship. Uh, I think that. Oh, you think? I think that the two Hall of Famers will be too much for him. Um, I do believe that. They, I believe that while the two Hall of Famers go after each other after getting rid of D-Mike, uh, they will, uh, you know, I, uh, Shane, I believe the opportunity for Shane. And we actually have a uh, special guest call in here. Uh, my broadcast colleague, Mr. Cornbread. Mr. Cornbread, I'm not sure if you've been able to hear the show here tonight, but uh, definitely we are here giving our predictions now for the ASWF Evolution title freefall match. Uh, Ray Ray, Josh Cross, D-Mike, and Insane Shane. Who you got in one? Uh, hey, hey, Mike, can you hear me? Yes, sir. <laughs> First off, good, first off, good evening to you. I know it's been a long, long day, uh, but yeah, I, I have been able to um, listen in on everything. And um, my my prediction is, um, I would love to see D Mike as champion because um, if anybody's really got a hot streak going right now, is D Mike. So he would be my, he'll be one of, one of our picks. But bottom line, it's just too much of a toss up because you got four incredible athletes that are going to be competing in this free-fall match for the Evolution Championship. And like you said um, many, many times, it will be a free-fall for three, but it will be a roster top for one. Um, and I cannot rule out anybody else. It's just too, too close to call right now. I'll say D- for me, it will be D-Mike, by, but by a slight edge. I mean slight. When I say slight edge, I, I'm literally thinking like slightly like 2%. More. Well, I mean, it comes down to a matter of will, and obviously we know D Mike uh, has the will. He has the uh, ability. I just, you know, the Hall of Famers. I, I don't know. I just feel like this may be the 
I mean, I agree with Cornbread, but, I mean, I see what you're saying, Michael, that we have uh, Hall of Famers in, in this match. And so, so, but we've seen D-Mike beat every other competitor that's in this match, too. So, I mean, D-Mike kind of has the edge, man. Uh, and that's just, that's me talking. He's definitely got an edge. And to keep that hot streak going, he's going to have to to bring that to the table. So, but, but would, would it be okay if I had something here? Go for it. Well, what I was going to say is that you mentioned something uh, concerning uh, the Hall of Famers, and you, you know you cannot leave those out, especially uh, guys who have high risk stipulation experience, and that's what, in my opinion, that's what Insane Shane and uh, Ray Ray and Just Cross bring to the table because of what Mike you mentioned um, back last year. Um, at uh, anniversary 19, and you know that was the night I made my debut. And the crazy thing was, um, even calling that won't be nearly as in, no no pun intended as insane as it will be this Saturday night, and it's going to be incredible. And I, I can't I cannot wait to be right there in Tuckerman to be with all the great fans there and. Um, I can't wait just for this show, and I can't wait to be calling it with you, Mike. Well, absolutely, and I will say this much. I certainly hope I'm wrong, because if there's somebody I'm pulling for to come to the United States, Mike, uh, you know, I, I want the young man to achieve the, uh, I want the young man to be able to achieve it, and I want him to be able to uh, call himself as the champion this Saturday night. I just, you know, I, I don't want to get my hopes up. Gentlemen, uh, we got one more to go. We got about 20 minutes left in the show. We got one more to go, and it's the big one. The most prestigious title in the state of Arkansas. The Monster Ball Triple Threat for the ASWS Championship. We saw last year Mark Wolf walk out as the ASWS Champion. Who's it going to be this year? Will it be Steve the main event, Curtis Dawn? Or will Max Stone finally become the greatest champion? No, the man. Cody, will go to you first. Uh, Michael, you've got to factor it in, man. This is a monster's ball match, which means anything you can get your hands on uh, is is legal. I mean, it's often said that in this kind of match, weapons aren't legal are not only legal, they're encouraged. I mean, uh, so to go into this match and knowing for the uh, richest prize in ASWF wrestling, the ASWF Heavyweight Championship, I mean, you're going to have to lay it all on the line. And here's the thing. Max Stone's going in there with two that are way Cody? And and uh, the is you there? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we've seen Max Stone come in and defend tag team titles as a, uh, I mean, as a singles uh, competitor. So I mean, 
uh, you know, you everybody's got their pros and cons, and everybody is going to go into this match with a certain edge that only they can bring to the table. Um, you know, and then we've got Kurt Don, who is he's not held gold in the ASWF yet, but here's what he has done. He stood to, he stood toe to toe with some big names. He stood toe to toe with Stevo. Uh, he has stood toe to toe with the uh, with the uh, former champion and Will Cage. He has also stood toe to toe with Asa Morta. I mean Michael. This guy's already has a uh, has a career resume, a storied resume, if you will. You're right about that. Uh, I don't believe, I, and I apologize. I heard you breaking them down, but I don't believe that I heard uh, your pick. I believe that may have been when your phone cut out. Did you pick somebody, Cody? Uh, go, no, well, this is me breaking it down so I can kind of formulate an opinion and for everybody else, too, as well. Um, the fans out there listening, you, Michael, and you, Cornbread, if I'm going to give this mm-hmm. match to anybody, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to give it to Max Stone. And that's not me being biased because he, he would come on the podcast and, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, pass a little of his greatness on to me. That's not a biased thing at all. That is, yeah, Michael, you dang right. You better remember that because that was awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, I've got to go with Max Stone. I mean, like I said, the guy defended tag team championships as a singles competitor. So, I mean, you got to give it to him, Michael. Guy's been dominant. Nothing short of that. You're right about that. You're right. Uh, 2018 and 2019 has been amazing. Uh, that's far for the greatest gym known to man. Cornbread, uh, go ahead and break it down for us. The Foxers Ball Match, and who do you think will walk out as the ASWF champion? Well, um, all, all three guys are, are no no doubt qualified. Of course, Steve-O, former champion, uh, in his own right. Of course, um, we've seen we've seen Curtis Dawn so many times. Um, really, really get there. He, he gets to the match, but does it really grasp it? And then, you know, we, we said so many times on commentary and on narration concerning Max Stone. Um, bottom line, momentum's on his side. No question about it. And um, I'll be an idiot if I did not tell you that um, if you really break down somebody who really has momentum right now, just, just you no know, away from the tag team team. Right now, it is no question about it. It's Max Stone. Um, I think if if the focus level for Max Stone stays, I mean, if he really stays inside tunnel vision, he can be the opportunist that literally walks in as you know the challenger, which he will be in this case, and he can go home the champion. I'm not going to sleep on Steve-O, and I'm not going to sleep on Curtis Dunn because both are proven um, big-time, big-money ball players. Um, I think the unknown could come out of nowhere, but here's one thing I am going to say. Based off what happened last year, I won't be surprised if the man that wins that golden ticket 
If he doesn't cash in for any other championship, I won't be surprised if he cashes in for the ASWF title. That's certainly an interesting scenario that could play out. You know, like you mentioned, one year ago we saw that play out, and uh, that's exactly that, – that, that would be the situation. That would be almost a uh, almost an issue. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, whoever uh, was watching us, uh, I'm going to have to take two seconds. I'm going to have to bring up the ASWF uh, Facebook page again here, of course. Got a lot of technical difficulties. It's always, uh, it's always uh, nothing can go wrong live, but, you know, we're right. here. Hey, Mike, very quickly, um, I, 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 know my, I know my time is kind of limited here on the show, um, and I'm, I'll be back to full service, um, right, you know, right afterwards. But um, would it be okay if I actually mentioned something here to our audience that may be listening or maybe watching um, concerning this Saturday? Um, is that all good? Yeah, go for it. Well, well, what I will say is, um, of all the events, and and I've literally watched a lot, a lot of events uh, throughout my time here in Arkansas, and I will say, of a lot of the cards that I've been around and I have seen, this is the one card that you cannot miss. And if I'm whoever. Whoever it is, if you happen to make it to the show, or better yet, if you are making your travel plans, you better get your travel plans now. Make them now. Because Saturday, not only will be a show-stealing night for professional wrestling, but I'm going to go on the limb and say this could be one of the best cards of the year, bar none, of the year. Make your plans. Please be there at the Valley Arena in Tuckerman, Arkansas. 201, <laughs> and right there on Highway 367, right there in Tuckerman. You cannot afford to miss this show. Make your plans. Get your tickets. It's only five bucks. Am I correct? That's correct. I mean, it's only five bucks you know, for, for this show. And it's 20 years of and how many companies, you know, in this day and age, in this day and age, how many companies can say, you know, we've been around two decades? Not very many, especially, you know, you know in, in a controversial, you know, pro wrestling state that we are in right now, which is Arkansas, and I'm very grateful for that. But not too many companies can say, we've lasted this long. And can literally put together this great of a card top to bottom. All I can say is, folks, if you never bought one, if you never seen one, you better come get this one. Because this is the show of the year. This will top a whole lot of shows. No question about it. This will top it. Please, I urge you, join myself, the voice of the ASWF, Mike Carnahan. Join all the great the great wrestlers, athletes of ASWF. Please come join us there in Tuckerman, Arkansas, this Saturday. 
this Saturday, 20 years. Who knows? Anything and everything will go down live. Best way to see ASWF is live in person. And Carnahan can speak for me. This will be the show of the year, Barnard. Absolutely. I thank you for taking the time to come on. Well, thank you, Mike, and I, I, I look forward to seeing you and all the great fans this coming Saturday. Like I was saying here, uh, and then we'll get to our uh, closing thoughts, uh, Cody. I believe that uh, he's a man obsessed. He's a man obsessed with the ASWF championship, uh, and I believe that this will be the time when this is the type of match that. Absolutely, you were right about that, uh, Cody. But 
ladies and gentlemen, for my broadcast colleagues and the ASWF Superfan Cody. I look forward to seeing you this Saturday night. Uh, we'll see you this Saturday night live at the 2019 ASWF Hall of Fame ceremony and the ASWF Anniversary 20, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. Good night, everybody. Good night.